Hey, how's everybody doing today? My name is Christian Wagner, and I'm the Militant Thomist. So today we're continuing that series, our Passion Tide series, on the Summa Contra Gentiles. So before we went over the commentary on the sentences, now we're just going to be going down the line of how it's on Aquinas.cc. I'm not being creative at all. I'm just doing how the how the editors at the Thomistic Institute decided to lay out the volumes of the Corpus Thomisticum. So before we get into that, remember, become a patron to get access to all the cool stuff and go to christianbwagner.com slash shop to buy my stuff. And then also, I always, always forget to mention this, and I'm sorry, <laughs> because I'm sorry to my sponsor. But um, if you guys are terrible at Greek or... If you don't know Greek at all and would like to become terrible and then good at Greek, then go to FluentGreekNT.com. They are an amazing resource. Eventually, I'll do a video just showing you guys how it works, giving you some tips on learning Greek. Um, it uses modern pedagogical tools of space repetition and such like that. All those fancy words, natural method, but it is much better than just getting a textbook and trying to chug through it because more likely than not uh when it comes to i think what did what did uh james say i think james said something over 90 percent, definitely over 90 percent. some maybe even closer to like 98 percent of greek students do not retain their greek but this is a way to retain your greek because from easiest to hardest it's going to provide you with some greek verses to be able to translate and then implicitly to become an expert trust me maybe good idea maybe we got to do something like this when it comes to latin in the corpus domesticum that would be amazing i would love that that we we got to get that done i'll call up james right away we'll, we'll get it done so if you use the code militant you can get 20 percent off there so go to fluentgreeknt.com thank you so let me share my screen right there so generally, I'll, I'll give you a bit of background to what the Summa Contra Gentiles is. Where is it? There's share screen, Aquinas.cc. Okay, so when it comes to the Summa Contra Gentiles, that just means uh, against the Gentiles. It's basically St. Thomas's presentation. It's very similar to the Summa Theologica and then the the commentary on the sentences in this way, that it is the the uh, pre presentation of the entire system of Catholic doctrine, but it is meant for a different purpose. So St. Thomas, um, at this point in history, there were people who were encountering Jews and Muslims and Jewish and Muslim philosophers and theologians that had some pretty darn good arguments. So what St. Thomas did here is he provided what was a handbook for priests to be able to deal with all of the objections that are brought against the Catholic faith and to be able to answer these objections, answer heretics too. I forgot to add that. Not only infidels, but heretics. So this is what this whole thing is, is just a handbook of apologetics, uh, how he conceives it. And it's very cool because it does, um, it, it is, since it's of a different nature than the Summa, it's based a lot more on natural reason. And it's based a lot more rather than providing a insanely detailed um, system of doctrine. It's based on uh, proving those articles of faith. So it's dogmatic rather than something which is systematic.
or um, in the language of uh, 19th and 20th century uh, theology, it is positive rather than being scholastic. Okay, so when it comes to, and then uh, the, the contents is, book one is about God, book two is about creation, three and four are about providence, and then book four is about salvation, if that gives you an idea of what's covered. So this is extremely, I, this is going to be a very short video. Um, let me go to a random, let me try to find a shorter chapter. I don't want to have you guys here reading a massive chapter and having to explain a bunch of stuff. Okay, this is, maybe this isn't the best place to look. Oh my. Sorry about that. I always do this, trying to look for something that's easy, and I always find, like, literally the... longest articles possible. It's just getting worse. Okay, let me... This will probably... Okay, here. Yeah, this is a good one. That there is no highest evils. This is probably book two, three. Book three, chapter 15, that there is no highest evil. So what he does is... Um, this is a very interesting work because the chapters build with one another. What he's going to do is he's going to take the first premise of, he's going to prove the existence of God, and he's going to follow premise, conclusion, premise, conclusion, premise, conclusion, premise, conclusion. And he's going to just draw out the entire logic of the Catholic faith. It's very cool in that way. And it's something, unlike the Summa, which can be uh, more of a reference work, this is a work to be read in its entirety, just to be able to follow the logic. It this The Summa Contra Gentiles has had an immense effect on me in being able to understand the the internal consistency of the Catholic faith. It's very beautiful in that way. So uh, he starts out, it follows from this, that is from chapter 14, that there cannot be a highest evil, which is the principle of all evils. And then he's going to go into how it follows from the last article. For a highest evil must exclude the association of all good, blah, blah, blah. And then he's going to get into these various arguments which prove the uh, the thesis presented here. So this is really what it is. Thesis proof, thesis proof, thesis proof. Again, also further, moreover, again, furthermore. And then in here, he's going to provide a little note of who it's refuting. By this is refuted the error of the Manichaeans who maintain the existence of a highest evil, which is the principle, the first principle of all evils. So he's providing really here a handbook of being able to defend and prove from reason the articles of the faith. And then that the end of everything is good accordingly if every agent acts for some good, as we've shown above. And then it's chapter three. It follows that the good is the end of all things, for everything is directed by its action to some end, blah, 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 blah. And then again, again, proof, proof, proof. And this doesn't really have a note to it attached. From the foregoing, it is clear. And he proves it, proves it, 
proves it. Moreover, furthermore, again, moreover, again, hence it is written. And sometimes he'll uh, provide a little uh, proof from scripture here. How God is the end of all things. Then proof, 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 proof that all things tend to God. And then he's going to prove it, prove it, prove it, prove it. And then how things imitate the divine goodness. And then he's going to draw it from the last chapter. And then proof, 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 proof. And then also within these, he is drawing conclusions from the first premise given. So sometimes there's like many chapters within chapters because it doesn't um, necessitate an entire chapter to uh, to prove it, but it's just drawing out the conclusions which are present. Okay, and then sometimes you'll also explain it. I'm trying to look for one of those. Yeah. So, yeah, this is it's kind of... And again, yeah. When it comes to the proof from scripture. So, and then the proof from scripture is useful for him, for his purpose, because he is going against heretics and Jews. So who uh, the heretics accept the Old and New Testament, the Jews, the Old Testament, because he's based on this principle, the entire Summa Contra Gentilis. He lays this out in, let me think, um, his Rationes Fide, which we'll get, a, which we'll go over later. He proves it in that work, in the Rationes Fide. He doesn't prove it, he explains it. His apologetic method, and I have a video on St. Thomas's apologetic method. If you just look up uh, St. Thomas's apologetic method, it should probably pop up. Uh, I have I have a video on that. But in sum, what, what St. Thomas does when he does apologetics is he's going to prove or defend uh, his conclusion based on the commonly accepted premises. So if he's arguing against the Jews, he will, he'll use the Old Testament. If he's arguing against heretics, he'll use the New Testament. If he's arguing against pagans, he'll use reason. That's kind of the principle of Thomistic apologetics right there. So that's all I have for you. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys again in about, at this point, it's probably more like a week. But I'll see you guys later. Do penance for the kingdom of God is at hand.